What's up, everybody? It is another week of good, bad, and ugly when it comes to ACC football. There were some close wins. There were some tough losses. But more importantly, some people fell in the college football playoff rankings. Let's just call it what it is. UNC, got words for you for tomorrow. But tonight, I'm going to talk to you guys about how the Atlantic Division just keeps on rolling. Let's get into it. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked on ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, joined by Kenton Gibbs of Locked on Wolfpack. Each and every day, we talk to you guys about our favorite things around the Atlantic Coast Conference. But more importantly than that, we are your local experts when it comes to all things ACC news. Kenton Gibbs, how you feeling? How was the weekend? It was uh, tough. You know, it was a tough weekend <laughs> to get through. But, you know, we're here. We're here and uh, we're we're going to do our best to keep pushing. You know, It was a hard weekend to be a part of the North Carolina Triangle if you are following any of those teams. Every single one loss and some in uglier fashion than others. But we'll have all of that North Carolina Duke talk tomorrow for our GBU Tuesday Coastal. But today is GBU Monday. We know how that goes. Each and every Monday we talk about the things that went well things that were a little tough, and the things that were downright ugly for our teams in the Atlantic Coast, or Atlantic Division, rather. Yes, there it is. Sorry. You know, starting out Monday a little juicy. Now, when we talk about good, bad, and ugly on the Atlantic Division, we talk about all the teams. We try to keep it fair. We try to keep it honest, as real as it gets. So feel free to hit us up on YouTube. We are there. You can subscribe to the channel, or you can hit us up on Twitter at LockedOnACC. Let us know how you're feeling. We always appreciate the comments. If you talk to us, we certainly will talk back. So let's start with some good here in the Atlantic Division, Florida State. Feeling good, dropping 49 against Louisiana, and downright arguably having the best arc story arc of the 2022 season, in my opinion. Started out a little like, okay, we could be LSU, but can we like maintain this a little up and down? But we're slowly starting to finish on a high and know everyone is healthy at the right times. And proof is in the pudding when you have your first guy, you know, first guys in the chamber, you're always more than likely going to do better than when you have to pull the second and third stringers. So I'm gonna start with my good being Florida State. You know, Florida State is is absolutely a good when you're looking at uh, the Atlantic and what's going on right now. I think Florida State may be one of the only two or three Atlantic teams trending in the right direction. Um, everybody else in terms of the Atlantic, it's just, it's, it's tough. Like it's literally like, Hey, you win in football games. Congratulations. You're going to be the good because everybody else, I mean, you look down, hold us down. <laughs> you, listen, somebody need to hold us down. Somebody, some, because yeah. we, it looked like we holding ourselves down and we being held down. It's just, it's, it's a tough, tough time, uh, to be going here in terms of what the uh, ACC is looking like, and particularly the Atlantic, as we already alluded to, Florida State is one of the teams that's trending in the right direction. Florida State has won, what, four in a row now? So, I mean, ever since that uh, three-game losing streak that had Wake Forest, NC State, and Clemson in it, they won four straight in Granite. Are those against four good teams? Maybe, maybe not. But guess what? You can only play who's in front of you, just like we said about 
uh, the boys in baby blue every week. You can only play who's in front of you. And um, Florida State is whooping the wheels off the folks in front of them. And listen, I, you know, not hats off as we keep saying every week to Jordan Travis, but it's always a good day for Florida State when you can play multiple quarterbacks and it's for a good reason, right? You can have right. these guys get in there and get a little run about them and we don't have to have injuries or, you know, people aren't playing well. So it's just a nice turn of events or getting really back to what we know to be Florida State. We also saw, you know, Benson Toafili and uh, Mr. Ward eaten on the running back side. And I just think overall, Florida State's in a good place. Defensively, I think they're in a good place. And it's just, it's a positive vibes for all good. Now, another good I have, or go ahead if you want to have one, because I don't know if you do, but tell me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I actually okay. do. As, oh, much okay. as, as much as people sit up here and disrespect this team and say that, you know, they're terrible and all this good stuff, and they, you know, the, the, the fighting Satterfields, <laughs> you got to give them their credit. You got to give them their credit. Got the to. Exact same situation as Florida State. Maybe their win streak is not as long because they played Clemson on the back end of this thing. But uh, of their last five games, they're four and one. I mean, at the end of the day, again, this is a team that, yes, they have gotten some good breaks in that, you know, they've they've played certain teams when they were down, injured, whatever. But it doesn't matter because they are, they don't, are doing this without Malik Cunningham. So when you talk about injuries and who has this and who has that, sure, NC State may be on their fourth-string quarterback, whatever the case may be. We don't know who the guy is at this point in terms of, like, you know, I, I might have some eligibility left due to the medical risk. So I might have to get out there and throw a pass or two. But at the end of the day, Louisville is finding ways to get the job done. And, again, there are only a couple teams that, in my opinion, are trending in the right direction in this here, um, in this here Atlantic Conference, and yeah. Louisville is definitely one of them. A thousand percent, Brock's man having 153 yards on the day, and what's crazy for Louisville is normally a team that people say is undisciplined. Zero turnovers on the game against NC State, 25 to 10 win. They had possession just about the same, but less than NC State, and were still able to capitalize and do a little bit more with what they had going on for them. And I think overall, like you say, sometimes you just find it deeper. Sometimes you just find a way to win. And despite the fact that they don't have the Malik Cunningham, who everyone makes Malik Cunningham be the end all be all for. Or, you know, this Louisville team, that defense is stepping up in big ways and making, you know, key critical plays with the people that are, you know, with their opponents, all they can do is just, you know, attack, right? And I think for NC State not having the horses in the stable, it just was proof in the pudding when it was all said and done. So 100% agreed there. Oh, of course. Tim Beck going to hold the offense back, baby. If Tim Beck ain't going to do nothing else, whatever talent you do have on your offense, he is going to make sure that they do not touch the ball. But like you said, the time of possession was very similar. I think the difference in this game is well obviously the huge kick return for a touchdown uh was was one of the big difference makers in this game and and the reality is NC State's defense was standing on their head for so long you just, you can't do it you can't do it at some point in time those boys over there got scholarships too and uh Louisville showed hey we got some scholarship athletes we got some ball players too and um obviously they pulled away from NC State in a game that Again, the defense did all they could to keep it close. The defense did everything they could to keep it close. If you're looking at halfway through, or really not even halfway, four minutes left in the second quarter and the score is three to three with what NC State's offense was doing, hey, you you live with that. You take that. And the end of the third quarter at 10 to 14, again, you live with that. You take that. And so um, some of the things that, that went wrong down the stretch, you know, 
again, Louisville made them go wrong. It wasn't like Louisville kind of just showed up and was like, oh, well, we, we don't yeah. know what's happening, but we'll take the point. They showed up and made things go wrong for NC State. So, you know, they, they deserve all the love and respect for that. Well, at least bit, at least Zach, let me try this again. At least Ben Finley is not like Zach Wilson in the sense of like he didn't feel like, you know, the offense didn't do much to help, right? Because at the end of the day, the defense did all they could. They did the yeah. best they could with what they had. They, they've been trying. <laughs> they did everything they could to put uh, NC State in the best position. But it was just Louisville's day. And we're going to talk about the bad and the ugly. I'm scared to even ask you because, you know, last week it was a little bit high-pitched or high-strong tone towards Mr. Beck. And I hope that's not the same case. But if it is, it's just what it's going to have to be. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Simply Safe. Yes, that's right, Simply Safe. If you have thought about securing your home, with home security, but have been putting it off, you'll want to listen up right now, locked on ACC listeners. You can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you won't want to miss it. Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by U.S. News and World Report, a third year in a row. In any emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use fast protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture crit- critical evidence and verify the threat is real so you can get priority police response. Don't miss your chance to stay big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off on its new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash URL today. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on college. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Rocking and rolling with Kenton Gibbs of Locked On Wolfpack. Good, bad, and ugly for the Monday of the Atlantic teams in week 12. Cannot believe we're almost done with football. The bad for me. Can we start with it? You know, NC State. And Syracuse, I need y'all to come to the carpet. Had a strong start to the season. We're feeling like things are going to be, you know, same as old. But it just hasn't gone your way towards the end here. And it's almost like to the point where we're like, let's just finish. Just get just get to the finish line. Get to the bowl game. And let's just call this season, throw the season one in the chamber where we don't really have to talk about it again. What are your thoughts towards these two teams? Okay. Now, listen, NC State has had some struggles down the stretch. You but don't want to put them in the same category as Syracuse? Syracuse has lost five straight. Like, don't get me wrong. NC State has not impressed at all. They have lost games that they should have won. They, have, But to throw them in with Syracuse, who set a record, by the way, because there's never been a time in ACC where a team has won their first six and then ended by losing five straight. There's never. But, but of course, it's Syracuse. Of course they're going to make a stat like that. Of course and, they're going to break so, records in that capacity. And so even if you're looking at those games, I believe only one of them was a single-digit loss, and that was to Clemson. And, of course, they lost their starting quarterback after that. But, yeah, I don't think NC State belongs in that conversation per se. But even still, um, there, this the, the ending to this season – has been a rough one for um, for Syracuse and and for NC State. NC State has a slight chance of redemption this Friday um, against the boys and baby blue. You know when you whenever you play your rivals, you you've always got a chance, right? Yep. Like it doesn't matter. You know it's, it's like uh, how if you if you talk to a Michigan or Ohio State fan, they'll tell you even if uh, even if we go one and eleven. If we get that one win, I'm not going to be happy with the season, but it'll be a good way to end the thing. So, yeah. Um, realistically, this is again, I, I said on Locked On Wolfpack, and I meant it. 
every game that NC State had going forward was winnable, but they were also all losable. And so <laughs> we'll we'll see uh, what happens because again, we just saw uh, we just saw UNC lose to a Georgia Tech team that, I mean, you know, everybody keeps talking about this NC State. What happened to Boston College? Well. We'll have some conversations. You want to put Georgia Tech and Boston College on the same plane? Well, one of them has an interim coach and a backup quarterback. And one of them at least, I'm sorry, both of them have backup quarterbacks. Only one of them has a coach that was not their head coach to start the year off. So, you know, I mean, I one would argue um, yes. But with that being said. But Georgia Tech has been able to pull off more wins, better wins in my opinion. One more win outside of that, that win against UNC, they have not put off better wins than or much better wins than Boston College, in my opinion. They they just haven't. That's that's just my opinion there. But again, this is not a, this has not been an ideal ending for either one of these teams. Honestly and truly, it has not been an ideal ending, and um, the Atlantic as a whole is trending downward, and, and it's it's just tough to see. I just think it's funny how. Coastal girl over here. Everyone wants to give so much grief to the coastal, and yet it just feels like the ACC as a unit is struggling. Besides, you know, the Clemson's doing the best that they can with what they got. Besides Florida State, who else is feeling? Who else are you feeling good about? I mean, listen, I'm not feeling good about these teams because of situations that I believe are external to them, like situations that I believe they can't. There's nothing they could have done differently. The coastal teams, from top to bottom, I'm looking at them like. So all the Atlantic teams, there's there's an excuse for why they're not doing well. For coastal, it's just that's just who you are. I'll tell you this: this is a result based business. Nobody wants to hear about the labor pains. They just want to see a healthy baby. I understand that. I get it. If you're if we're looking at that, so give the same criticism to Atlantic we, as you give to the coastal. And, and this is what I was. And, and if you would have let me finish, Miss Cooper, if you would have let me finish here, where I was going with that was. If I'm looking at these teams and saying, well, objectively speaking, what's going on here? First thing first, every team in the Atlantic except one is already bowl eligible. Every single one except for one team already bowl eligible. There are four teams in the Coastal that need to win a game to get bowl eligible next week. Number one. Number two, again, the context of this thing matters. When you look at all of the teams, that are struggling and trending in the wrong direction in the coastal as opposed to the Atlantic. You're looking at very different situations. Again, Wake Forest is a team that has had their starting quarterback for all year except the first game. Okay, sure. Other than that, Louisville lost their starting quarterback. NC State on quarterback number four. Syracuse lost their starting quarterback. Boston College lost their starting quarterback. This is very different then Virginia Tech, Wells just can't throw the ball. This is very different than what we've seen out of Miami to where, I mean, yes, it's year one, but you got Mario Cristobal saying, if y'all don't like how much y'all son's playing, come get them. Come get these boys. He talking to them like he a little league coach. Talking about come pick up your son. I ain't here all day. I hate that for them. You look at Georgia Tech replacing the coach. You look well, they, at, they shouldn't even let Collins come into the season, and that was their mistake. And that, But again, internal. That's not something that somebody else made them do or some force. But that's a coastal team. But that's my point. That's my point. I'm saying the coastal teams have internal problems that this is stuff that nobody could have 
that you could have figured out and worked out on your own. The Atlantic teams have stuff that like freak accidents, freak injuries. Like if you the injuries are part of the game. Injuries Step are up. part. Injuries next are part. Man of the game. Up. Next man up. Injuries are part of the game, but you know what? The the phrase "next man up" is a little insulting to me because it's a reason that they weren't the first man up. There's a reason for that. Is it? There's a Let lot of be, people that there's a lot of people who are second string who probably should be first string who probably don't have the right coaches that are up praising them or giving them the right opportunity. They're just waiting for their time. So again, when we look at the when we look at the I mean, when we look at the Atlantic of the one, two, three, four of the seven teams in the Atlantic, one, two, three, four. More than half of the Atlantic has lost their starting quarterback. More than half. And this is a quarterback conference. And I would argue that maybe Syracuse was the only quarterback that you're in Syracuse. And, well, I would have said Boston College, but I don't know what the hell Phil Jacoby had going on. Those are probably the only two where I said, you know, their quarterbacks could be changeable. You know? No? Okay. I mean, I don't I, – I think the – I don't think Louisville. I don't think that you can't – Louisville is a different team without Malik Cunningham. Yep. Right. Yep. NC State's a different team without Devin Leary. Yeah. Bar none. Yep. I get and you. That, and that's my point. And that's my whole point in this thing. Like, okay. At the, at the end of the day, these Atlantic teams, again, if we talking, don't don't tell me about why it happened. Just tell me what's happening. Even from that perspective, the Atlantic has a slight edge over the coastal. But if we take into account the full picture, it's night and day. It's like, all right, these guys are like. It's it's not going well because of things that again you can work out as much as you want. You can get your you can get your rest. You can train. You can do all the mobility. You can do all the flexibility. You can do all the things. And if you if that injury bug hits, it hits, and there's nothing you can do about it. So it's not bad, but it's it's bad, but it's not ugly like uh, we have going on here. In just a second. Do you have a bad for the week for GBU Monday? Oh, absolutely. My bad for this week again. Tim back. Tim back has been atrocious and i'm gonna tell you this if if he's back next year i'm gonna reach out to all my sources in the nc state football program mm -hmm. and i'm gonna ask what incriminating pictures does he have of coach <laughs> doran of boo corrigan of chancellor woodson he gotta have some pictures of somebody yeah. to get bought back after this performance i don't care if you're rocking with your third fourth string quarterback i don't care what's going on here 10 points 10 points. That's that's it. That's all you can do. That's all you can muster. In 60 minutes of football, 10 points is all you got. I mean, Ben Finley had 200 yards on the day, so I'm just wondering where those 200 yards came from. Baby, I'm I am disappointed. I am <laughs> and then here's the worst part. Again, people always ask me, "Well, Ken, what more would you want Tim Beck to do? What more would you want Tim Beck to do?" Uh, remember what I said earlier about Tim Beck? If there's some talent on your offense, he going to hide it. Well, again, there's this uh, guy named Thayer Thomas. It's all through the NC State record books. All through them. It's a Thayer all Thomas stand account on this show. All through. Listen, I'm not, again, If even if I know the games, I watch the games, I know the context of how Thayer Thomas is making these plays and how most of his catches come up on third downs where it's like, oh, it's third and eight, great. We're about to get off the field. And then, boom, Thayer Thomas saves the drive. Great. I know that. But even if you didn't, even if you're just a box score watcher, again, Look through the NC State record books, and there's only one active player that's real high in all the receiving stats, every single one of them. And that young man's name is Thayer Thomas. Now, how under God's green earth, um, Thayer Thomas was 
one, two, three, was tied for third on the team in reception or on the team in targets and was tied, only had two receptions on the day. I don't get it. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I think you I think you've rest rest your case. I I, I hear you. That was an absolute bad. Again, it's if 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 Tim Beck is bought back next year, I at ACC Media Days, I might have to ask, what pictures does he have on your door? What what is it? What does he have? Did he was you embezzling them funds that he caught you? Did he catch you stealing some funds from the program? Because I need to know something. That's that's fair. This week's thrilling moment in college football is brought to you by Nissan. The de- thrilling designs behind the new lineup from Nissan are intended to empower drivers and vehicles as capable as the drivers themselves. When I think of um- unbelievable abilities on the field for this week's thrilling moment, it has to go to Florida State, winning in dominant fashion 49-17 to against Louisiana, but it's because everybody got to eat. You know, it's one of those games where you get to have some of the boys that you've been seeing in practice finally get to step up and make big plays in big moments. This segment has been inspired by the thrilling new designs featured across Nissan's new lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in all new Frontier, Armada, or Pathfinder today. Available at NissanUSA.com. So wrapping up the show with Kenton Gibbs of Locked On Wolfpack. Good, bad, and ugly. And I will say my ugly for this week, Boston College. My lord. 44-0. to Notre Dame took y'all to the woodshed. We understand people had the flu. But this was not the flu game that we had hoped and prayed for that would come maybe out of this bad boy. This is just another let's get the season done. Zero points. No points. Nothing. Zilch, zippo, nada. That's tough. That's tough, Eagles. Can Can I let you in on something? Can I let you in on something? Because my bad is in the same realm. Ugly. But I'm sorry, my ugly is in the same realm. But I'm gonna get it even worse. I'm gonna get it even worse for you. Can I can I help you out? Please. Can I help you out real quick? My bad is on the entire ACC. Okay. The entire ACC, including both of our division champions. So we can't say that this is the bottom feeders here. Have played not the entire ACC has played um this team. But this team has played both of our division champions and two other ACC teams. Mm. Notre Dame has won games over UNC, Syracuse, Clemson, and Boston College by a combined 95 points. (laughs) Now, for those of you who aren't good at math, let's break it down for you. The average margin of victory over the ACC by Notre Dame, 23.75 points. And this is not basketball, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) What under God's green earth? I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. The ACC should never ask for Notre Dame again. Should never. It's kind of like, you know, we want Bama. We want Notre Dame. No, you don't. No, you don't. don't. But more than that, does Notre Dame want you? You're not. It's a hard sell. This is a hard sell this season. And and some people will say, well, Ken, you've got a 44-point aberration pushing the average way through the roof. Again, our two champions didn't come close. UNC, 13-point loss. Clemson, 21-point loss. What under God's green earth? For those of you all who don't know how to do the math on that one, you got 34 points, slice it down the middle, 17. Two touchdowns and a field goal is the average margin of victory over our two division champs. And this is a Notre Dame team that everyone almost wrote off. 
They almost to. fired Matt, they almost fired Freeman. They almost banned that man from the state of Indiana in September, didn't they? Yeah. When he That's- lost to Marshall, they said, "Oh yeah, he brother got to go." And not only that, we look at this, we look at this Notre Dame team and they lost to a Big 10 team in Ohio State. They lost to a Pac-12 team in Stanford. And we we talk about the fact that we are not that far behind these other conferences or that we are better than these other conferences. And yet a Stanford team that I don't think has, has, you know, has pissed a drop in terms of, of PAC 12 success had found a way to beat a team that all the rest of us, we, I mean, not even close. A three win Stanford team found a way to beat a team that embarrassed both of our champions. ACC, what happened? Uh, Because this is ugly. This here is just, oof. Well, it's the same. I mean, we say the same. We're going into ACC kickoff next year. We're trying to figure out how to get this, you know, conference on a better position. But you got to help us with it. You got to help us. You got to help us on the field. We know that football is a major revenue sport. We know that this is the one that's bringing in a lot of the bread and butter that saves all of the sports that we're trying to keep here in this conference specifically. And Jim Phillips got to give us something better than this. Like, I need a better, like, oh, well, we're doing the best we can. It's, it's not working. Like you need the please or whatever. It's it's not going over well. So whether there's shifts and there's conversations to be had, I don't want to hear that going into next year. I want to make sure that we are shifting in a way that is going to propel this conference forward, or we might be existing. Uh, we might cease to exist. And so that's another honest conversation that we're going to have to have with ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I, I think that at the end of the day, you need to show up uh, better as a conference than this, especially yeah. when we look bad know, as a unit. I, exactly. I I will argue that as overall, like I not to say that you're not excited about Clemson in North Carolina because it is what it is. It's AC championship game. People play for those things and you get excited to play for championships. But at the same time, in the way that there's no implications of college football playoffs this season, there's no implications of like we're going down to the wire for the coastal. It's just not as thrilling as it used to be. That's in in my humble opinion. I agree. I agree. Again, this the ACC as a whole, um, particularly the Atlantic, because three of the four teams that they played are in the Atlantic. You know, have some pride about yourself. Protect yourself. <laughs> Protect yourself. You know, if if you were in a boxing match, that the ref would have stopped the fight. Uh, by TKO halfway through in in a few of these games, so you know it's 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 ugly, it's embarrassing, and I get it. Syracuse and BC, y'all had to replace your quarterbacks, and you know Syracuse. I'm sorry, Boston College. Everybody in their mama was was out sick with something. They they had one of those bad chop chop suey sandwiches or whatever. And they, <laughs> you know, they could, listen, I, I wouldn't. You could pay me to eat one of those. I'm lying. You could pay me, but it had to be a lot of money because that that thing was crazy. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's a it's a tough time going on in ACC right now. Hundred percent agree, guys. Come back tomorrow. We're gonna have good, bad, and ugly Tuesday. We'll talk about that North Carolina game with Georgia Tech. Who Lord? We'll talk about that Duke Pitt matchup, which was very close, down to the wire. Two point conversions are always, you know, a tough go. But we'll give you all of the info regarding that, and then maybe a little basketball action because we know that Virginia held it down in big ways putting that whole university on their back really when it came to that men's basketball program. And we'll just keep the party rocking. So make sure you come back for all of that good stuff. If you want to follow all of us, make sure you do that here at Locked On ACC. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. And if you want to follow Kenton at Locked On Wolfpack or at TGI underscore Kenton, you can follow him there personally. You can have all the Tim Beck, you know, conversations that you want. For Candace Cooper and Kenton Gibbs, we appreciate you guys as always. Until next.